the Second Half Success Plan Podcast. I'm your host and midlife success strategist, Odell Anderson, and I'm here to help you thrive in the second half of life by leaving regrets behind and pursuing the big goals God has for you. When I was about eight years old, my brother and I and two of my cousins, we spent the summer in Florida with our grandmother, grandmother on my mother's side. And uh, we had a good time. And there was one particular day I remembered we were outside playing in the backyard for must have seemed like several hours, at least long enough to where it got into early evening, maybe around five o'clock or six ish. And the grandmother, my grandmother, came to the door and called us inside, asked us to go get washed up, wash our hands for dinner. And we come running in from the backyard through the kitchen patio door, through the kitchen. And I'm sort of scampering and and, uh, trotting to the bathroom. And I remember saying these words. I said, man, I'm starving. My grandmother heard this. And she proceeded to stop me in my tracks, sit me down in a chair in the living room, and then explain to me how it's inaccurate to say that I'm starving. She proceeded to tell me that there are certainly children in the world or others in the world who are indeed starving, and that uh, I am blessed to be living in America where the chances of starvation are probably slim, that I'll probably never meet a time in my life when I am starving. And then it's simply inaccurate for me to say that, and that instead, I can sim- if I want to express how hungry I am, I can simply say, hey, I'm very hungry. But to say I'm starving would be totally inaccurate. And that moment has never escaped me. And sometimes I tell people, have you heard my starving story? And I'll tell that story because what it birthed in that moment is this need for verbal accuracy, this need for verbal authenticity and being very specific with what I say and how I say it. And it's caused me to listen to people in a certain way, listen to the words that they use and how they choose to use those words. Um, and it's been interesting. My wife is entirely frustrated by it. She'll say something and, I, and I'll respond in a certain way. And she'll say, you know what I mean. And I'm like, well, I know what you said. I heard what you said. So I'm responding to what you said. But if you mean something different, you may have to say something different. So, But it's inspired something. Uh, a, a thought that as we are, one of the changes, one of the shifts we might have to make or that you might have to make as you plan for your second half success is examining the words that you are using to create the world that you want to move into. Because I believe words, that, words indeed do create worlds. Our addiction determines our destiny. Uh, our verbiage determines our voyage. Uh, you see the alliteration I'm doing there? Pretty cool. So, but our words are powerful. I think our words are indicative of, of a few things. And uh, if there was ever any doubt that your words create your world, I think, and this is not going to be a sermon, but I think it's instructive to say, look, if there's any doubt that words create worlds, you, you, don't, you don't have to go too far. You can look at Genesis chapter one. And very early on, there's a series of verses that start with, and God said, you know, it reads, and God said, let there be light. You know, God started the process of creating the world, this world, with words. God said, let there be an expanse, let the waters under the heaven, 
Uh, seven times God said he said something in order for something to be created. So he said something and then it happened. Uh, his words created a world. And that's all well and God for God. He's the almighty. But what about us? How do your words, how do our words create our worlds? And one thing I, I, I went through a particular period, uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I was in my you know, new age metaphysical bag for a period of time there. Uh, and I consumed some material, a uh, number of books uh, in and around those subjects. And uh, it can take you on an interesting path if you go into that kind of literature. Um, certainly, I've, I've walked away from a lot of it. But there were certain portions that I, I thought were actually kind of interesting uh, and that tended to stick with me even though I have sort of left that line of thinking, I think there was something of value in those texts, something that was interesting. Some of those things did hit. Some of those things did shift me in a particular way. And one thing that I encountered uh, was this idea around our words and how they are part of the creative process. And one of the interesting things is when it comes to and one of the, there was a book I read called Conversations with God. I don't necessarily recommend you go find it, but it did. There was a particular section in the book that described the impact that our words can have on our experience of the world and what our actual results are. And I won't go word for word with this, but it, as an illustration of what it was trying to explain, let's take, for example, the idea of. Uh, it, I, it would not surprise me if I know this is true for me. It would not surprise me if many of you in the listening audience uh, have the thought, uh, I want more money. Okay. Uh, or you have the thought of, I want more success in the second half of life. And if those are our thoughts, if those are statements that we've said, either in our head or out of our mouths, then we can neither have success or more money if those are the thoughts. Now, why is that true? So our words are creative and our words are statements and commands that sort of dictate the kind of experience that we want to create. That a thought or word that is expressed and expressed and expressed and expressed and expressed becomes just that. It becomes expressed and expressed meaning uh, X meaning coming from the, I'm not sure if it's Latin, but typically means out. And press meaning to force, push, or squeeze. Andrew Carnegie said it this way. He said, any idea that is held in the mind that is either feared or revered will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate physical forms available. So when you take the words I and add want more money to it, if that's the sentence I plus want more money equals I want more money, and you repeatedly and consistently say this or think this over a long period of time, what is the actual experience that you are creating? What experience are you expressing or what experience is being manifested? What's being forced out, pushed out, squeezed out? What experience is clothing itself into an appropriate and convenient physical form? Well, the experience, you're creating the experience of wanting more money. If you say, I want more money, then... What you return is, what you get back is the experience of wanting more money. Not having money, you're getting the experience of wanting more money. And you create for yourself, or what's, what ends up being manifested is situations, circumstances, and experiences where you are wanting more money. 
the same thing can be said for wanting success. So I plus want gives you the experience of money. Uh, I plus the word desire gives you the experience of desiring. I plus need gives you the experience of needing. Uh, even Jesus said, you know, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, he didn't say believe that you want it, believe that you need it, believe that you desire it. He said, believe that you have received it. So, you know, words create worlds. So then what's the alternative? If, if you can't have what you want is what we're understanding here. So you want to create the experience of having. I think as you shift into second half success plan and planning, one of the things, again, that you're going to want to change is the words that you use that are going to be determined how your world is created. So if we were to flip the words that we used earlier, instead of saying, I want more money, you might go with, I have money coming to me. Instead of, I want success, you can say, hey, success is on its way. So change the verbiage from wanting to having. Change the ver verbiage from wanting to choosing. And then you'll find that your actions and your experiences and circumstances will, over time, begin to be in alignment with this new set of words that you've chosen. So, again, when God spoke, things happened immediately, okay, because he's in a timeless realm. Uh, we're time bound here. So the words we think and say don't immediately create our reality. They don't immediately manifest the circumstances don't immediately come to fruition. And similarly, as you're shifting how you talk, as you're shifting how you think to create the success that you want in the second half, recognize it will take some time. Uh, this will take some monitoring of how you do certain things. It'll take some monitoring of how you phrase certain things. It may cause you to listen to certain things differently. Because now you are more in tune with the words that we use and the words that we say. Words are powerful. There probably isn't anything that's been created that didn't have some words behind it. Uh, even uh, the sound of my voice coming through whatever medium you're listening it, listening to it through. You know, it, it's, it's manifested itself in either um, technology or, or physical products that are allowing us to do this. But somewhere... In terms of how it got made, words were on a page or words came out of someone's mouth at some point in time. So words are behind a lot of the things that are going on here. And it's important to recognize that words are also going to be behind the things that we want to manifest and create to be in alignment with the goals that God has for us. So take all that into account. Begin to monitor and modulate your words and recognize, again, words are creative, words create worlds. Your diction determines your destiny. Your verbiage directs your voyage. Your lexicon will leave a legacy. That's enough alliteration for you right now. Hope you enjoy that. Take care, everyone, and much to your success. Thanks for listening. Check out secondhalfsuccessplan.com where you can get show notes for each episode, links to all my socials, a copy of my four-step guide for leaving regrets behind and pursuing the big goals God has for you, or book a strategy session to begin working on your second half success plan. Also, if you're enjoying the show, consider leaving a rating and review and sharing it with others you think might find it helpful. Thanks in advance. Cheers to your success and take care.